You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I'm your host. The Oscars are coming up, you guys, coming up very soon. And we're going to do something a little different. In the past, when we have done Oscar shows, we've done a breakdown of the Academy Awards. Well, this year we're doing a predictions show. So we're going to run this episode before Sunday night's ceremony. And I'm excited to do this prediction show with myself. And I've got Angelica and Ryan here, our wonderful podcasters, to uh, give some predictions on uh, Oscar night this Sunday, ladies. Woo! Let's do it. All right. Yeah, let's go ahead and break this down. So um, we'll, we'll just start from the top, right? So Oscars 2020 best picture we've got the nominees as ford versus ferrari the irishman jojo rabbit joker little women marriage story 1917 once upon a time in hollywood and parasite now um before we discuss what we predict i want to say what I believe will be the pick, but I also want to add the film that I would want oh, yeah, to win. Yep. Um, so if you have, a, <laughs> yeah. So if you have a film that you want to win, you can select that, and then the one that you think will in fact win. So for me, the film that will win Best Picture is going to be 1917. Uh, that is a film that has already won Best Picture by way of the Golden Globes. It won Best Picture for the Critics' Choice, and it is the favorite right now amongst the Hollywood industry community. So 1917 is the bet amongst everybody for Best Picture. I really do want Parasite to win. I saw Parasite. I loved it. It is one of the greatest films of 2019. If you have not seen Parasite, for those of you listening, please go see it. It is just brilliant. Um, I just love the metaphor of uh, socioeconomic class and and welfare and how they use those metaphors into suspense and, and a psychological thriller in this film. And it's just so brilliantly done. And I'm not really one for like Mm-hmm. foreign films. Um, I'm not really that kind of, you know, movie fan, but um, Parasite blew me away. And uh, it, it it is by far one of the best films, again, of, of 2019. So I, I hope that people will, and myself, will be surprised and that Parasite will walk away with Best Picture. 
But I think probably the likelihood of 1917 will be the one that will walk away with Best Picture. All right. Fair enough. What you got, Ryan? Yep. I mean, well, that, I mean, that's basically how. Because, yeah, 1917, I saw that, you know, Golden Globes. Um, a lot of buzz about that one. But, yeah, I think Parasite will be a good look for the Oscars. They probably won't do it. But I think, like, seeing, like, the interviews with the cast and stuff like that, I think mm-hmm. would be something different for them that I'm always pushing for Oscars. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to go 1917. Okay. I agree with 1917, I, but I want Joker to win Best Picture. It's like, how, when's the last time a suit? I want, I want Joker to win Best oh, Picture. Joker, okay. So, like, when's the last, when has a, not really, a, this is not really a superhero, but when has a comic won Best Picture ever? That's true. I Me personally, I wasn't. I like Joaquin Phoenix more than I like the whole movie. I'm gonna be honest, but we all yeah, love really going with it. Well, can, can we can we slightly uh, sidestep for a second over uh, Joaquin's statement at the Baftas? Oh yeah, that was the great. British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the British Oscars yeah. essentially. I mean, the equivalent to, to our Oscars BAFTA awards, and how he basically walked away without mm-hmm. his award and called out systematic racism uh, racism mm-hmm. in the in Hollywood and the film industry and how there was virtually no nominations for, or actually there weren't any for any black people or people of color and even honestly this year's Oscars is super white I mean the mm-hmm. only person that was nominated yeah. was um I always forget her name but homegirl from Harriet she's literally the only black face in a sea of all these nominations <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I just kudos to him. That's all I have. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yep. Um, I want to make a quick correction. Once upon a time in Hollywood was the film that won Best Picture at Critics Choice. And I should have known that. I was uh, there. Um oh. <laughs> Jamie, why yeah, you call movie. it? Uh, <laughs> called the cell phone. I, I really <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta be real. It's cool. I know, I gotta be real. Um Yes, yeah, Cynthia Revo. What's up with What's Up at a Time, though? Is that a good movie, though? Is anybody yeah. seen that movie? I'm just wondering if it's just a Hollywood, like, okay. So here's okay. the thing. Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. I feel like... Right. That's exactly what I was You thinking. know, and... um. It, it wasn't it wasn't a film i voted for i voted for parasite um <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there right, exactly. <laughs> but i think uh, you know i love quentin tarantino i've actually written a post about him recently on blackgirlnerds.com but i feel like he's a little overrated as a director and um Hollywood just loves him. He could put out the most mediocre content and it will get nominated. It Mm. will get tons of media attention and scrutiny and it will get the, all of the awards because they love him. And again, because this was a film about Hollywood, which, you know, movies like La La Land and Mm. there's just so much of a history of films about the industry where, um, it sort of just is a parody of itself, gets those kinds of nominations and wins those kinds of awards. It, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is it a bad film? No. Is it a great film? It's okay. I don't think it deserves a Best Picture nomination, um, but I yeah. definitely don't think it's going to win. Uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, he takes some revisionist history on oh, the yeah. 
of uh, he did the same thing with Inglorious Bastards. I mean, but it's entertaining. But no, right. best picture. I think that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, but Ryan, you should check it out. I mean, it's it's fun to watch as far as where he takes Charlie Manson's story because if obviously most of us know about what happens with Charlie Manson's story, so right, he takes right, that. Yeah and takes puts it in a completely different direction. So as the suspense builds, because he's reenacting the day of the, um, the, the murders, uh, you're expecting something and the suspense is building and something completely different happens. And so uh, that anticipation kind of makes the film entertaining to watch. Um, so, so yeah. Okay. All right, so let's move on to lead actor. So the nominees there are Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. And my pick is Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker. And enough said, best performance of the year for 2019. (laughs) Um, dismantling white supremacy. Yep. Woke. <laughs> um, woke as hell. Um, oh yeah, it was definitely the woke. That BAFTA, he straight walked away. That's a oh, he, he straight walked away from that BAFTA. You know, commending use the use of vegan meals at award shows. Um, no, for real though. Um, oh yeah, gotta have that vegan meal. Ex- exactly. I I think. Arthur Fleck is such an interesting character and uh, he really played the Joker in a way that I just never seen the Joker. Like I liked the Joker. Um, Like I I felt right. And it was weird. I was scared. I I was scared at the end. I was like, did I just like the Joker? And I felt sorry for him. I wanted to help him. I wanted to invite him into my home and cook him a meal and, and be his friend. Yeah, he needed give a him hug. a hug, you know, like you know, friend him on Facebook. Like I just <laughs> wanted to. Oh, I wasn't gonna friend him though. I didn't want it's, that kind of It's weird. It's this weird kind of. I don't know. It's even hard to articulate it, but I I felt some yeah, kind yeah. of sympathy for this terrible, evil, maniacal character that. um I don't think anybody mm. could have been able to portray other than Joaquin Phoenix. And he did the damn thing. So yes, Joaquin Phoenix all the way. And he, I think not only will he win, but I want him to win. So both for that category. Okay. I agree too. And I mean, another side note on Joaquin, cause I'm just fascinated with him right now. Do you think his speech had anything to do with the fact that he worked on the Joker and the cast was black and he was essentially in a black neighborhood dealing with black women. And he just thought, huh, I'm part of the problem. Like, th- I just just mm. considered. Yeah, I think it is because he was kind of saying that that he was realizing. Like, I feel like every speech he's given is like he's realizing mm-hmm. something about the industry or about himself that he didn't notice before. So that could have been, yeah, that could have been exactly it that he noticed that he was just working on these yeah. sets and it was like, well, I can. Do I mean, I feel like you. also Hollywood is becoming a little bit more woke. Uh, <laughs> socially mm-hmm. conscious and woke yeah because like remember last yeah, year yeah, yeah. was it last year's oscars where francis mcdormand was talking about inclusion mm-hmm. writers so yeah, oh, yeah, yeah so yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. like some sort of sentiment or statement about 
being woke or some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. comment about inclusivity or, you know, diversity or something like that. So, yeah, you know, there's going to be that moment. And there's probably going to be that moment at the ceremony on Sunday where somebody's going to call out Oscars so white. So we'll, we'll probably see that happen. Yeah, I mean, it would be awesome if he won because then, you know, uh, Heath Ledger won uh, his Oscar post. I can't ever, never say the word. Post human. Thank you. Posture. I couldn't. Yeah. The one word I can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was for best supporting actor and a role in the Joker. And we, up to that point, he were like, Heath did that. Heath, no one could play the Joker. It's Heath. And now we have Joaquin. So right. he, this is best actor. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. That's That's my hope and my prediction for sure. Yeah. And since you brought up Heath, I just want to say if you just play the Joker, I feel like you should win because the mental exhaustion <laughs> and like the physicality of these roles that they put them in, I just feel like if you make it through the film, that should be like automatic, you get an award. Like yeah. the way you, I don't know, I just feel like you have to have that certain mental capacity to make it through what they're trying to capture on the screen every time I see any kind of Joker portrayal. So it's, yeah, he deserves that one. Okay. Or do you think they're going to give it to Leo just because they've been, they shunned him for so long? He got the uh, revenant. Not Leo. <laughs> and they're like, let's give him another one. Not Leo. Yeah. Okay. No. I'll just no. throw that out there. I, I definitely feel confident Joaquin's going to walk away with an Oscar on okay. Sunday. All right. Well. Um, I'd be shocked, actually, if he didn't. Um, okay, so we, yeah, we don't need we don't need Leo in there. Yeah, Le- Leo's good. He won for the Revenant. He, yeah, he good. He good. Well, yeah. can have another one. All right, let's continue. I'm just being I'm just being contrary, and I'm so sorry. All right, let's move on. Best supporting actor. <laughs> um, oh no, lead actress. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, so lead actress, sorry. lead actress is Cynthia Revo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for The Marriage Story. Cersei Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Renee Zellweger for Judy. Mm. Um, my pick for who is going to win is Renee Zellweger for Judy. Who I'd want to win is Cynthia Revo for Harriet, right. but that's not going to happen. Yeah, so. agreed. I kind of pulling for Cersei. This is like she was nominated for Atonement when she was like. 12 or 13 years old and I just always love little women oh, yeah, so I, I, I love her yeah. so that's like my, my my little place in my heart for her and then obviously Cynthia mm-hmm. um but I agree prob- yeah. probably Renee was it was that was that your choice just Jamie Renee for the actual winner was it sh- I'm sorry was it Renee okay yeah Renee I think Renee well she did embody yeah. Judy like that was Judy she she did the damn thing and she, you know, she, she, she did. She embodied Judy. She did a really good job in the role. And, um, you know, she did in fact yep. win a golden globe for that role. Um, she also won a critics choice award for Sweet. it. So in all likelihood, she'll probably walk away with an Oscar. All right. What about you, Ryan? Yep. I agree with that. I agree. Ryan. Yep. Um, yeah. Renee. Um, I think now, Okay, Cynthia, I want her, I would love her to win because you just need, I just feel like, mm-hmm. why not root for her? But at the same time, I'm tired of them always picking the slavery movies and stuff. Yeah. For us I to win. You. I, I have, like, I've had enough of that kind of stuff. I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I just got, I got Renee for, because I don't really know who else. It's like, because I don't want to mm-hmm. not root for her to win it because mm-hmm. it would be, it would still be good. But, um, yeah, but I definitely yeah, think Renee's probably going to take that, that one. The only thing, the only thing I want to say about that is, 
Harriet is a different kind right. of slavery movie. It's not like Lupita Nyong'o in 12 Years a Slave. Um, yeah. You know, Lupita won the Oscar for that role. Uh, mm. Harriet is more, you know, she's basically a superhero in this movie. So we're not seeing her getting whipped and, you know, beaten and stuff the way Lupita's character mm. was in 12 Years a Slave. So there's a, it's a story about freedom and redemption and she's this spy and she's freeing all these slaves. So it's, I don't see her. I mean, we really don't even really see her much as a slave through most of the film. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I do get it though. Cause when black women are nominated for these roles, um, they have been slaves or, or, you know, yeah. maids you know the help um yeah. but you know I, I don't know Cynthia's role was a little bit different as far as that's concerned but yes this I guess it just goes to show we need to have more black women nominated in these roles that's just the bottom line and not just have one black woman yeah. in a sea of white women we don't got a Latina you know, we don't got nothing we got no brown in this yeah. category <laughs> like nothing yeah, Halo got shot. Yeah. Um, all right. Supporting actor Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Al Pacino, The Irishman, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, so my pick for supporting actor is going to be Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that you know he's he's the favorite. He's the favorite among the critics. He's a, the favorite among the in the industry. He did walk away with a Golden Globe. Um, yeah, so. I also like to speak on that one too. What at the Golden Globe? What's that? His uh, his speech at the Golden Globe. Yeah, because he was kind of picking at his own like personal life situation, which I thought was interesting. Where he was kind of like laying it all out there, like, "Hey, I went through this. My relationships were kind of crap. Yep. Yeah, this is my story." Um, yep. I'm going for Tom on this one. I just, I just, I just love Tom. I think he did a great job. Hey, I mean, ah, he did a great job. Did, yep. And those promo pics of him, yeah. you know, and, and black and white with them glasses and that, you know, Jeff Goldblum type of look, I was feeling that too. So I am a little impartial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw. Oh my God. We're going back to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Um, but that, I mean, outside of him, you know, oh, just great. looking real good and like he smell, he smell good. Um, I just love Mr. Rogers. So I feel like that's just going to tug at my heartstrings. Um, so my vote would have been for Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that who I'd want to win is Al Pacino for the Irishman. I thought Al Pacino really killed that role. Um, and, you know, even though Al Pacino kind of essentially plays <laughs> the same kind of, you know. I was say, he has a role. He has a role. Yeah. He? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's just so enigmatic. He he's so good at yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, it's he's so fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. And every time you watch him on the screen you just can't take your eyes off of him so um yeah i really enjoyed watching him in the irishman so i'd I'd like him to win um but i think brad's gonna walk away with it um okay best supporting actress 
Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh, Little Women, Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Um, my well, pick is going to be Laura solid. Dern for Marriage she, Story. She, she's been she's been solid. I mean, even yeah, in uh, on you know on TV, she's always killing it. Yep. So all right, I'm with you on Laura. Um, who will be nice? Yep. Mm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Ryan, you too. I'm trying to think has um no, I, I, love I gotta Bates. think about it. I don't, I don't, know, I I don't think I've ever seen Kathy Bates in a in a bad role. Um so you know, Kathy. And has Margot Robbie ever won anything? Because I feel mm-hmm. like Margot gets nominated tonight. But I don't know if she's ever won anything. I was just trying to think about that, yeah. I don't think she I don't think she has. I think she yeah, has won. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go to the Googles. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to go to the Googles. But I am a Margaret Robbie fan. I think she's really good. I I think she's been nominated because I I think I'm I'm looking at the Googles. I'm looking at the Googles, and I don't see that she won. Yeah, I don't. Oh, she did or she didn't? I Tanya. Oh yeah, she sure did. Okay, she did for I Tanya. Um, we're gonna get. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, (laughs) Lord. <laughs> okay. I mean, we could. We could. I'm sorry. I mean, we can give her two, though. We can give her two. <laughs> I mean, she didn't. Um, I don't think. I mean, she didn't win an Oscar. Did she win an Oscar though? She won a Critics' Choice Award. Yeah. I don't think she won an Oscar though. You're talking about Oscar, right? Winning. I think it was. Yeah, like something like yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, then, she didn't. She didn't win an one. Oscar. She won a Critics <laughs> Choice Award then, then for um, I Tanya. All right, you got this. <laughs> so. Yep. Drop them bombshells. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Um. So now we move to the director category, which uh that one's going to be interesting. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Todd Phillips for The Joker. Mm-hmm. Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Well, um, I'll tell you who I think will win and who I want to win. I <laughs> I think Sam Mendes is going to win for 1917. 1917, I predict, is going to sweep away with most of the awards on Sunday night. It's just Again, Hollywood loves those war movies. Um, and 1917, it, it was pretty well done. Uh, the cinematography was great. It's a great story. Um, very well told. You know, the, the performances were fantastic. The film editing was great. Um, you know, the way they shot it, the one shot cinematography was, you know, really <laughs> impressive. But um, I, I, again, I loved freaking Parasite. Parasite was so good and Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, I need to see that. I've heard a lot of people say that. I need to see it. Yeah. So good. So Bong Joon-ho really deserves, in my opinion, the best director win for for that film. Um, Alright. Well, so yeah. um, I kind of agree with you definitely on that. Um, Sam, probably for the win. And, I mean, I'm going to have to look into Parasite, but if you're describing it the way you say, you know, the way you say how amazing it is, that would be nice if... Uh, you know, he won best director. <laughs> so I probably will watch that before Sunday. So I'm, I'm, root, I'm truly rooting, you know, I really like have something to back it up with. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to watch it probably this weekend. 
because I believe I saw it on Netflix or no, it might have been on Amazon. I think it's already streaming somewhere because I was like, oh, the yeah, because the when I googled Parasite, the images it's like a family and there's like these black lines across their face, like hiding their faces. And I could have sworn when my, you know, when your when your Netflix it goes into like screensaver mm-hmm. mode, that parasite came across my screen, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. That I just never clicked on it. So I think I will definitely catch up on that if that's the case. Cool. All right, animated feature: How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, oh, Dean Dubois. Dubois. I don't know if I said that right. I lost my body. Jeremy Clappen, <laughs> Klaus, Sergio. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Ryan, did I skip over you? I totally did. No, no. I got. I, I went mean, on a tangent, that's why. But go ahead, Ryan. It's, it's your time. It's your turn. Um, <laughs> ni- okay, well, 1917, I think. But see, I'm, I'm torn between 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I feel like they might try to fool us and swap that up since they are Ooh. Quentin Tarantino fans. Um, so yeah, maybe I just go with I'll go with Quentin Tarantino on that one. Um, but I was thinking I was thinking I would want Ty Phillips for the Joker because I just feel like it take a special type of person because that was some twisted stuff going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it take a special kind of team behind like the actors and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Ty for that for somebody I want to. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, animated feature: How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Dean DeBloss. I Lost My Body, Jeremy Clappen, Klaus, Sergio Pablos, Missing Link, Chris Butler, who we interviewed here on Black Girl Nerds, Toy Story 4, Josh Cooley. Um, my pick is Missing Link, Chris Butler, just because we interviewed him here on Black Girl Nerds. <laughs> Favoritism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'll go with, so I feel like our Disney Pixar always sweeps for the most part and then their own so to probably I'm gonna think I think Toy Story 4 is gonna win um and usually the only other heavy hitter when it comes to going at Disney and Pixar is DreamWorks so probably either How to Train Your Dragons or Toy Story but I actually really enjoy Klaus and that was on Netflix and uh, my daughter watched it like three days in a row and then after the holiday she kept watching it because it's like a really good movie so I hope Klaus, but it's most likely going to be Toy Story. Just yeah, yeah. I hope Toy Story because I didn't think they would pick Toy Story. Oh, they they Toy Story gets nominated all the time. Like anything Pixar, it's it's like autumn. I feel like it's automatically nominated like every time. So yeah, yeah. My my money's on Toy Story. Plus, I was really upset. I mean, can we spoil on this? Yeah. I'm just saying it got me in my heart uh the ending okay and I'm, I'm still upset about it and I, I'm not really over it um it's even worse than Toy Story 3 I feel so I'm just gonna leave it at that what oh man I ain't watching it again I'm not trying to <laughs> you cry. cry you will cry <laughs> as a grown woman crying in a movie theater and Man, see that's bad. We got grown woman tears. I'm not watching that. No, I I, I can't. I should add though, even though I did sound kind of biased by saying Missing Link, <laughs> um, Missing Link did win a Golden Globe Award. Okay, so you know, a lot of those films. Yeah, that's why I was gonna say. That's why I had picked it. But I need. We. I think we need to say with the fact that you the yeah. interview was on. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that. you know. What's- what studio was Missing Link from? Was that also DreamWorks or Leica? Studio. Leica? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Annapurna. 
in a print of pictures. Um, All right, so we're going to move to adapted screenplay. We've got The Irishman by Stephen Zalian, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi, friend of black girl nerds, Um, Joker, (laughs) Joker by Todd Phillips, Scott Silver, Little Women, Greta Gerwig, The Two Popes, Anthony McCartan. Um, I'm going with Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. Okay, I'm biased. Whatever. Yep, that's what I heard. That's what I <laughs> no, heard. No, Jojo yeah. Rabbit actually has gotten a lot of um a lot of critical acclaim. Like, well, I'm just movies. gonna be yep. opposite and go with Joker again because I just feel like just what they did with the Joker, I feel like they need to get an Oscar for that. So, yeah, I'm gonna give the Irishman some love too. I feel like they get left out. We can't just be inclusive just to be inclusive. Now we got. We, oh, okay. We can- <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying to be too inclusive, so let's just keep it going, Jamie. Just move on to the next one. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's go to original screenplay. That would be Knives Out by Ryan Johnson, Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach, 1917, Sam Mendes, and Christy Wilson Cairns, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, and Parasite, Bong Joon-ho, and Jin Wan Han. Um, this is again where I'm just like, you know, I know who's probably going to win and who I want to win. Um, I think original screenplay is probably going to go to Quentin Tarantino because Mm -hmm. he is a favorite. Um, so once upon a time in Hollywood, again, Hollywood loves Hollywood. They like to pat themselves on the back and the history of it, but it really should go to Parasite. That is the most original real organic script that I've, you know, been able to just like, mm. I mean, I didn't read it, but, you know, just watching it on, on the screen and in a while and it, it definitely deserves to, to get an Oscar. So Parasite deserves that original okay. screenplay win. I, just based off your description of this, I'm with you on that. With you on Parasite. I trust you. I trust, <laughs> I trust your taste. And we're going to go with Parasite. Um, was it, but was it Knives Out like really well received as well? Um, well, I, uh, yeah, that's what I yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm gonna I'm include that one. Oh, I'm include okay. Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out for you just because it says and it has Ryan by two, so I just feel like I have to. And Chris Evans looks great <laughs> in a chunky sweater. Just saying. <laughs> I'm still jealous I of Deandra. Deandra got a chance. I hate her. I love her. I, I follow her. I, I stand, but I hate her. When I saw that, I was like, I hate her. <laughs> I love, I mean, because even like off topic, even when um, I live tweeted the Super Bowl, and I was just like, oh my gosh, Chris Evans is in a commercial. Hard to be still. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. I love that commercial. That was great. Exactly. Like I was it like, came mm, out of nowhere. Like all you know, mm. the halftime love for the women. I mean, for the men. I was with a whole bunch of men watching live tweeting the Super Bowl. So they was you know stuck on J Lo and Shakira. But I was, I was happy about Chris. So. And the Jason Momoa commercial. Can we talk about that? That hurt my feelings. I was like, wait a second. I'm I'm like, take it off. Yeah. Because, you know, the the promo (laughs) for that commercial was him sitting in a bathtub 
uh, reading like a romance novel. So I was prepared to see, you know, some some half naked Jason Momoa. And when he he pulled off his whole body, um, uh-huh. I was not impressed. <laughs> that was hilarious, especially at the end with Lisa Bonet. Yeah, helping him. That that was the bar. Uh, yeah, but, uh, gotta love Jason Momoa. He just does not take himself <laughs> seriously at all. I think that's why he's so lovable. But yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. What? I love Megan for interviewing him for Black Girl Nerds too. What? Yeah, I'm so she over this. Him for <laughs> yeah. This is the worst. This is the worst right now. Yep. <laughs> we're done. Okay, let's move on. Best cinematography. <laughs> um, we've got mm-hmm. The Irishman, Rodrigo Prieto, Joker, Lawrence Sher, The Lighthouse, Jaron Blaschke. 1917, Roger Deakins, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Robert Richardson. Cinematography definitely goes to 1917. And listen, Roger Deakins did the damn thing. One shot photography. 1917 was filmed in one single shot. Um, There is one point in the film where uh, the shot stops and it goes to black Mm -hmm. and then they switch shots so and it's it's a very climactic moment yeah. um for the plot as well so there's there's a reason for it but um other than that like yeah it's everything is done just in a single shot and it's just mm-hmm. so and well appalled. done so i would be shocked <laughs> and appalled <laughs> yes <laughs> if anybody else got cinematography other than 1917 like right. yeah. yeah although i will say that and I keep going back to the Joker. That one Joker scene on the steps is iconic. Um, but so I mean, but but yeah, the one the one shot yeah, situation is kind of yeah. hard to top I that. Agree. But I, you know, special shout out to Joker for that iconic yeah. scene on the steps. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That that was a beautiful scene. Okay, that's mm-hmm. my two cents. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so best international feature film. We've got Corpus Christi by Jan Kamasa, Honeyland by Tamara Kotsveka and Zhubo Stefanov, Les Miserables by Laj Lee. Sorry for these bad well, pronunciations. Because I would be names. struggling on the first out for this. <laughs> Pain and Glory, Pedro Amaldivar, and Parasite Von <laughs> Jung Ho. You guys know my choice. Yep. Oh, I thought oh, it was going to be Honeyland. Yeah, Parasite <laughs> or Pain and Glory, just because of Antonio <laughs> and um, his work. And I feel like we're kind of so over Les Mez. Like, I feel like it's just been stunned a million mm-hmm. times to the sun. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was Les wondering Mez, what I did. Though, I was like, know, what? We already had, you know, the, the Russell Crowe and Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Can we stop making lesmas, please? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, like, I really have to watch Parasite now because I'm like, I keep see it keeps coming up and coming up. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, yeah, Parasite. I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> oh. Jamie is ready. I might, I might just watch it again after this podcast. Um, 
All right, Ryan, did you pick your parasite? Uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna go keep riding this train out. Let's ride that parasite train out. I'm so just gonna ride with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, another great foreign film um to watch is Train to Busan. Okay. If you've ever um heard of that film, well, watch that. I, I want to throw in my favorite of all time ever. Foreign film. Um Pan's uh-huh. Labyrinth, forever my favorite foreign film of all time. Oh yes. Pan's Labyrinth oh, is love fantastic. Love it, love it, love it. Love so that don't movie. sleep on foreign films, y'all. You're you will Yeah. And I'm, yeah, the, it's it's. I have a love hate relationship because sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't like them. But then there's some that'll stick yes. out, and I just fall in love with them. And I'm like, old boy, like, oh my gosh, I love old boy. I love. I tend to right. like Asian foreign films okay. for me. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of okay. what I, I like what I Asian gravitate and towards. I, always, I mean, I speak um, Spanish, so I tend to lean towards Spanish because I don't really have to read the subtitles. So that's probably why I prefer. The, um, although I will say, uh, European Spanish and uh, regular Puerto Rican Spanish totally different monster. Um, so sometimes I do have to read them subtitles. I'm like, what is that? That conjugation is totally different than how I would say it. So. <laughs> So that's that. And I, I like French foreign films too. Um, I feel like they kind of always take it there. Uh, so yeah, I'm yeah, and, and Swedish. You know what? Now we're the you know Swedish too. Okay, I'm I'm gonna knock my soapbox. I'm gonna go on a rant now. Give foreign films a chance, people. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. So original song. I can't let you throw yourself away. Toy Story Four. I'm gonna love me again. Rocket Man. I'm standing with you. Breakthrough. Into the Unknown. Frozen Two. Aww. And Stand Up. Harriet. Sheesh. Like Beyonce got Damn. shunned. Oh. I know. Come on. They had it in Golden Globes. Yeah. She mm. got shunned for Spirit for Lion Too King. Black. Um, man, how are we gonna see? I mean, Harry, they have they can only yeah, they only have room yeah. for Harry, y'all. They only have Harry was the only black film, pretty much. Pretty much, well, I sure hope she was a superhero because yeah, I'm about to say, I, I, I will, I will say, what kind of was surprising to me is that Frozen 2 was nominated for best original song, but it wasn't nominated for best original film. That was kind of, I. I forgot all about Frozen 2 until I looked at this Best Original Song nomination. Yep. I'm like, whoa, why wasn't that thrown? I mean, it was good. It was a cute movie, but yeah, it definitely wasn't Frozen 1. So, um, yeah. Sorry, sh- sorry y'all. Um, but I'm- I mean, well, what, <laughs> what about the cute little glow thing? You didn't think that took it over from the first one? I don't know. I mean, it was good. It was cute. It was, okay. it was a nice continuation. I don't think they really needed Frozen 2, to be honest. Um, but what? No. You had to see the story in, and Jonathan- I saw the whole thing. I have a six year old. <laughs> I just thought like they didn't need to do the second one. Um, but I'm gonna go with as far <laughs> as far. I'm probably gonna be. Um, I'm gonna love me again. I think because it's like Elton Elton John's behind it. Oh yeah, I think that's ever gonna win. So yeah. that's just my pick. What do you What do you got, Jamie? Yeah, um, that's my pick as well. I think I'm gonna love me again is gonna win. I want stand up from Harriet yeah. Twin just because I'm a big fan of Cynthia's singing. I fell in love with her voice in The Color Purple. Um, right. So I, I think that, you know, it'd be nice that she would walk away with an Oscar because she's not going to walk away for Best Actor. 
Um, so right. maybe her best song, but um, it's it's probably going to be Rocket Man for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, visual effects. So yeah. we got Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, 1917, The Lion King, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. What, what you got, Jamie? Okay, so you know what? I was actually picking 1917, but I'm going to change this. Okay. And I'm going to go with The Irishman. And I'm going to tell you why. I was like, really? <laughs> I know, right? It's weird. The reason why is because they CGI'd the hell out of Al Pacino and Joe Pesci's face <laughs> to make them look younger. Oh, I was wondering about that because yeah. I saw clips. They I made those guys that. look younger, you know, and I think those visual effects, which were pretty effective, I don't know. I, I think that that probably is something that should be admired and and kind of respected throughout the film visually and maybe that they should kind of reward yeah. that film yeah. with the visual effects because more than half the film that's that's what you see is a younger version of, of these actors um so i'm going with the irishman for for the win on this one the one i would want to win i i, I would want I, I I would I would want Avengers right. Endgame to win just because you know it's, visually it's beautiful yeah with all of you know our favorite superheroes coming together and the effects were fantastic yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that um, Avengers for sure um, I'm not saying that Lion King should but I was fascinated with the process of filming Lion King. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna and say. The fact, yeah, I the mean, fact that they pulled I, it I was off, I yeah. was actually one of those people that was okay with the realistic looking animals and the realistic expressions. Like that didn't really bother me. Um, because it's not mm. I, I mean it's an it's CGI, yeah. but it's not an quote unquote an animated film. So I was okay with that. And just when um when the, uh John Favreau, when he described how he directed the film, they literally were in like a virtual reality and he was in the air looking at his quote unquote actors. Well, actual physical lions talking to each other like i just thought that was amazing so that's just my fascination with how that movie was created not necessarily saying that it should win but i just thought that's something just it could change the way we do films in general so that's just my two cents there Awesome. Well, I think that's about it. I think that wraps up our nominees. Any predictions of what you think will happen on the red carpet or any weird, <laughs> awkward speeches of the night that you think? <laughs> oh, wait. I got I'm just, something. I'm just saying, I who all going to be there? And that will tell me. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a host oh, again this they, year. They did that last year. I like that. I personally like that because the Oscars are too long anyway. Yeah. So they need to like not have the not okay. have that weird like okay. opening thing. I mean, I feel the red carpets yeah. are always like best dress, worst dress, you know, who's gonna show up and look cute, who's gonna just know. Um that just not just she tried it. Just or not he tried it. All, um mm -hmm. so that I always look forward to those lists and of course any clubs um mm -hmm. you know any 
say the names right. Uh, say the names you know, things right. like that. Those things right. that kind of get tweeted about. You know, those were what I look forward to. Um, and obviously, as you said earlier, there's probably going to be someone that actually points out how white the Oscars are and the audience is going to sit there looking awkward like they did with the BAFTAs. So <laughs> that's always interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Joaquin will win and, oh, have- you know, have another mm-hmm. white supremacy yeah. speech. I'm with it. Um, yeah, not, not, not for it, y'all. Dismantling of white supremacy speech, not it's black girl nerds now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not promoting it here. No. We need a we need a woke speech. A woke speech. A woke yeah, speech that's what it. I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, I, I had one thing. Did you guys hear about what is in the swag bags for this Oscar year? No. I don't want to be jealous, so I don't look into that sort of thing. <laughs> Well, the only thing that got me, because you know it's like a whole bunch of stuff that will make you jealous, but the only thing that got me is that they're giving away bulletproof doors. I was what? like, what? Bulletproof what? Doors. Bulletproof doors. Why, though? For for their houses? I'm, trying to figure out. I'm like, is it that hardcore out here? Wow. How do you know hardcore? Like that? They, they, they get down like that? Wait, how do you, wait, how do you give away a door as a swag bag? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because they don't put, they didn't put like, is it a gift card? Buy it. They just put bulletproof door, uh, 24 karat gold finish vape pen. Vape? Lord. Wow. So I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm like, how do you package out? Like, do you just let people pick certain things? Like, are they really going to package it all together? I don't know. I was confused. But that just threw me off when I saw like, um, we reported on the day and I saw different news stations. Mm-hmm. I was like, a bulletproof door though? Like, is it that hardcore? So, so see, now I'm picturing Kathy Bates on her porch smoking or vaping from that 24 karat outside of her bulletproof door. Right. Like now, now all these mental <laughs> exactly. images. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was confused. Exactly. Okay. All right. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, but like, if the door's bulletproof, they can just shoot into the house, like, through the windows or, like, the wall. Like, it, the door isn't... Okay. I mean, that's all I'm saying, but yeah. I don't know. I guess, it's getting, I guess it's getting hard out here. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's... But I just thought that was cool. Maybe they'll bring it up. Maybe they'll bring it up somehow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Maybe they'll bring it gun control or something. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I was just thrown off. I was I just like, okay, I get the resort. I get the cosmetic stuff they put in there, but a bulletproof door? Like, bulletproof what? doors, yeah. that That's a mystery to me. I'm stumped How at that, that one. How is that going to save you? That's why I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if they want to get you, they're going to get that door. Okay. All right. That's, that's right. the hood of me coming out right. right now. I'm like, well, that don't stop windows. Uh, That don't stop, you know, wall. Okay. All right. Well, Okay, make your money, people. You know, advertise them bulletproof doors. <laughs> All right. Maybe they help pay for the Oscars. Maybe they're like an investor yeah, or a funder or something. For sure. Because oh. I don't think anyone <laughs> asks, like, what do you really want your swag bags? I would really love a bulletproof right. door. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what I was imagining. I was imagining like all the actors get together and they're like, what you guys want different bulletproof swag doors. bags? You- that's what we want. <laughs> Bulletproof yeah, doors. That's, what I, that's what I was imagining. Number one on my list. I have to have the bulletproof doors. Because <laughs> people are crazy. That's what I was just imagining the whole, the whole meeting. Well, thank you, Ryan, for all this. Awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you for that little tidbit about the bulletproof doors uh, swag bag Oscars 2020. Uh, 
Well, yep. this Sunday we will be watching and live tweeting. Check out the mm-hmm. at Black Girl Nerds Twitter accounts. We'll be live tweeting Oscars yeah. 2020. And um, it should be fun. And let us know, you know, when you listen to this podcast, tweet at us and let us know your predictions. Which actors do you think will win? Uh, what do you expect to see? Or what kind of craziness is going to happen on Sunday night at the Oscars? Let us know. At Black Girl Nerds. My personal is at Jamie Broadnax. I'm at November Bear. At, at Malin and Mommy 2816. And that is a wrap for us. We will see you next time where... I believe Ryan and Angelica are going to be talking about the third episode of The Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yes, ma'am. We will. We'll be tackling that. Stay tuned for that. See you guys next week. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.